Afternoon, everybody. It is Thursday. What's today? June 10th. And it is 12 noon, so that must mean it's time for the Greenhouse Effect. I am your host, Hayden Green. As always, happy to bring you the information about the world and what's going on in the day, in the week, and, 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 and from my point of view. Right? So you're going to get this with a multicultural twinge because I am multicultural. And I'm bringing you my opinions. And these are my opinions and, and nobody else's. Um, although my wife will tell you that I probably steal all of, her, all of my opinions from her. Do not believe her. All right? Um, I only steal some of my opinions from her. She's smarter than I am. So, you know, I got to do that. Anyway, uh, welcome back after another week. We are in the throes of summer in New York City, which means that the... Uh, Memorial Day has passed, and in this country, we don't go by the equinoxes, we go by the unofficial uh, beginning of summer. So, it is officially summer, and New York is blazing. Um, it is hot outside. It's actually supposed to be good, getting back to what the spring is supposed to feel like, but for right now, we're dealing with 90 degree temperatures out in New York City. Um, and I am in the attic again because we're having work done in the basement which is where the home studio is and so i can't be in the basement and as a result i'm up in the attic and the attic is hot and so i say all of this to say that you you're probably hearing a little bit of a rumbling below me and the rumbling below behind me is the air conditioner or else i will be drenched in sweat and it would not be a good look nobody wants to see that anyway if you are joining us on Facebook Live, uh, make sure that you hit the comments up. Let me let me see that you're there. If you have a comment, if you if you have a comment, if you have a question, or if you just want to say hello, uh, hit us up in the in the comment. Uh, if you're listening on uh, on Spotify, uh, we're happy to see you. Leave a comment, subscribe to the channel, and uh, and make sure that you don't miss an episode because every week is something new. All right, so where do I start? Um, so as I said that we are having work done in the basement and uh, and our contractor leaves and and then puppy uh, starts walking around trying to figure stuff out. So I figured I realized that puppy is a horrible cat burglar. She's a great cat. She's a horrible cat burglar because puppy went into where the work area is and, and snooped around and left poor tracks all the way out <laughs> all the way out from where she was uh, where she had gone to investigate and and so there was a clear evidence trail that puppy had done something in this area and had left and had left this whole trail of her footsteps so i've come to realize that puppy should not rob a bank um because she's bad at covering her tracks literally bad at covering her tracks but like i said she's a good cat she's just not a good cat burglar uh so i'll have to teach her how to be a little bit more stealth or clean up the space that she wants to investigate so that she doesn't leave footprints all over the basement which is actually kind of funny because you can actually see where she went in the different parts of the basement it's kind of it's, it's kind of interesting um but you know puppy tails always an issue uh all right, so what's going on in the world? So for those of you who may not know, uh, Biden is now in uh, in Europe. 
he is in the UK right now and then he's gonna go to uh, the G7 summit and then he's going to um, uh, then he's gonna meet with uh, Putin um, and there's a couple of interesting things that are coming out of this uh, let's start with the lighthearted stuff first of all he's getting on Air Force One and a cicada attacks him so for those of you who are living under a rock for 17 years like cicadas cicadas are attacking the Northeast again right and the interesting thing about cicadas are is that apparently they hibernate for 17 years and then they come out and every year you hear about these cicadas and every year the same question is well if they're in the ground for 17 years how come they come up every year and every year we have the same issue so I have two questions about that number one how come every year it's the same people being surprised by cicadas every year every year we like you look on on news reports and the cicadas are back and and yada yada and 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 the news reports are I, I swear to god they just recycle the ones from the from the year before the news reports are like well you know they the surprising the surprising insect that only shows up every 17 years what's surprising about it you ran this exact same this exact same uh story last year about cicadas secondly it's not like there's one group of cicadas that go to sleep and 17 years later they wake up let's just take random numbers let's say this happened in 2017 the cicadas that went to sleep in 2000 woke up in 2018 the cicadas that woke that went to sleep in 2001 woke up in 2019 the cicadas that went to sleep in 2002 woke up this year the cicadas that went to sleep in 2004 woke up right so every year you get a different group that went to sleep at that time waking back up this is not rocket science there's rocket science and then there's cicada science this is not the same thing said says it's quiet in here yes it is very quiet in here today said you, apparently people have better things to do than to to listen to my ramblings i suspect not i think that they have better things to do than listen to my ramblings i, I don't know why it's quiet but sometimes quiet is good uh so anyway so every year we have the same issue of people complaining about cicadas people complaining about the noise uh and and just like uh, in wonderment that uh that these things exist uh i haven't seen them in my neighborhood in quite some time um so i know that they're you know they're probably cycling out but there are people whose backyards are completely covered with them uh, people whose trees are you know infested by them and they are completely loud uh, and then they get all and like I said they get really surprised that the cicadas are here and like oh um, so it's always it's amazing to me that that it's news that it's new to people uh, Kamika's in the house uh, she says I've arrived <laughs> I love it when people announce themselves <coughs> I would like to announce that her royal highness Kamika has entered into the chat <laughs> anyway so why do I bring up uh, cicadas 
Cicadas attacked Joe Biden. So Joe Biden was getting ready to get on Air Force One and a cicada jumped on his neck and he had to swat it away and he was like, oh, they got me. <laughs> right? So it's, it's so funny because nobody moved, right? Um, it reminds me of when uh, Obama was having an interview and a fly was around him and he was stealth and was like, pow, hit the fly and killed it. Funny thing is, is that Peter came after Obama because he swatted that fly. I can't make this stuff up. Peter came after Obama for swatting a fly. A fly, right? I mean, you literally hear the, the, the statement, the, the phrase, you know, wouldn't hurt a fly. It's because you're supposed to hurt a fly, right? The, the reason that statement is uh, ex even exists is because it's somebody who is so kind that they wouldn't even hit something that you were supposed to hit, a fly. And Peter came after him for abusing the fly and killing the fly on public transport, on public television. Um, my mom's in the house, Brenda Green. Welcome, welcome. Good day to everybody. Usually hear you from the, at the big here from. I usually hear them at the beginning of the fall. Yep, it depends, right? Like we might still get them earlier, later on in the fall. There are people down down in in Carolinas and uh, in the DMV area, cicadas. I'm talking about that are just like inundated with them right now. But one of them got Biden, got him in the neck. Um, so here's the thing. Cicadas don't bite. They're nasty, they're ugly, and they leave dead bodies all around trees. Dead cicada bodies, not dead human bodies. Um, all around trees. They're not great to look at, but they don't bite, right? So uh, Biden talking about they got me. It, it, it's like somebody attacked him. At, they, 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 he was just probably in the way of one of them flying around somewhere. Anyway, so they got the, the cicadas got him. Um, also happened, once he got to Europe, he, once he got to the UK, uh, he made an announcement that is actually very important uh, if you understand what the ramifications are. So uh, the U.S. has gotten to the point where it has vaccinated a, a close to 70% of its adult population. And that's a huge number. And that's something that Biden has been trying to get to, you know, from day one. That was his goal, like be 70% of the population vaccinated by, uh, by, by July 4th. And uh, and that kind of represents herd immunity. And for those of you who don't know what herd immunity is, it means that there are enough people who can battle the disease that it doesn't spread and mutate and therefore cause a strain on the hospitals and the healthcare and all the rest of that stuff, and which means that we don't go back to the craziness that we saw last year. Um, and one of the and, and the way that you see that, a lot is with like the flu vaccine and um, and like smallpox and chickenpox and measles and mumps and rubella. If enough people are vaccinated, when one person gets it or a bunch of people get it, it doesn't spread, doesn't have a chance to mutate, and effectively just dies out. Right. So that's the whole point of the seventy percent that everybody that they keep on talking about. Uh, the July Fourth thing is completely arbitrary. It's the Independence Day, and so. That's kind of like an arbitrary number that he's used, an arbitrary date that he's used. So he has committed 
$500 million, he being Biden, um, committed $500 million doses of the Pfizer vaccine to the world. So um, places that uh, don't have access to it, uh, places that have not, um, uh, have been slow to actually getting their populations vaccinated. So he's donated $500 million to all to all of these different places. Um, and so here's the interesting thing. Why do we, the United States, have so many vaccines to give away? And there's a real important reason for that. Uh, and there's a, there's a great info thing that, that explains all the rest of this stuff. The European Union and England and, um, and the United States all um, bargained or all bartered for access to this vaccine as the way that they do throughout the uh throughout any kind of uh medical stuff like that like when a vaccine is coming about all of the big countries say we want our doses and they have to negotiate it for it the eu negotiated on good faith using best business practices the united states bartered um on the way that they uh, uh the the best healthcare decisions and why are those two things different so when the EU bought it for their vaccines, they said, you can, we'll fund you, we'll give you the money to advance these vaccines. Um, and when they're done, we want you to vaccinate our people, right? What the Americans said is that we will give you all the money that you need to develop these vaccines. And when, when you develop them, we want you to vaccinate our people first. That's the mean difference first. So the United States constricted all of, the, all of the, the, the people that they were working with, all of the drug companies that they were working with, that if we gave you money, you had to give us the vaccine first. You had to give us our, the vaccine first once we approved the, the FDA and the WHO. Our people had to be vaccinated first. What happened in Europe is, they gave all this money. They allowed the vaccine to be developed in their countries. And then the drug companies, because they're drug companies, sold the vaccine throughout the world. So the United States was able to buy those vaccines too. And because the highest bidder and the, the, the people with the biggest pockets always wins, European nations had less vaccines available to them than the United States, even though they supported some of the very same companies that developed these these vaccines. So the agreements that they went into um, were like again, the United States went in looking at it as a healthcare issue. It's like we don't, we're not. This is not a business deal, and we just need to get our our people vaccinated. Uh, the European nation was like, okay, we'll enter into a business agreement with you, and because of that, they were like, well, in order to you know, to be, you know, uh, soluble, we have to sell it in, in a number of different ways. And they did not constrain these companies, these countries. And the same is some of the same conversations are sa is the same for uh, the, the African nations um, and uh, some other places in, in South America as well. And one, so the interesting thing is, is that we, as in the United States, have a glut of vaccines, a glut. We talked about this last week where they're giving away vaccines, but also giving away stuff for you to get a vaccine now. Like, 
we when my wife and I got vaccinated, we had to search and, and it was like a, a great American scavenger hunt in order to get these vaccines. And so now we but now you can get free tuition and Yankee tickets and we got tickets to the Statue of Liberty. If you live in New York City and you haven't gone to the Statue of Liberty, shame on you. But that's a whole nother story. As a matter of fact, you know what? We'll delve back into that in the back. Um, so, so here, so this is the reason why there is such an inequity of uh, these vaccines hanging out and in, in, in different um, and inequity of vaccines. Like, and we have so many, and other places in the world do not. And so, Biden has committed five hundred thousand, five hundred million of these doses to the rest of the world in hopes that we can get, move the, the vaccination rate along. Uh, and so, the, but there's also a, a consortium of uh, all nations across the, across the globe, and, and they all put money into this pot, right? And uh, this pot that is supposed to be used to get uh, health and you know, medicine and, and, and research and everything out to the nations that are not as rich as the European Union and uh, the United States, right? So they don't, but that pot is still not equitable because the people who have the money still get at the front of the line and you're still, <clears throat> even though you put in your five cents to this, you know, hundred dollar pot and you're expecting money, you know, you're expecting returns out of it. If you have to wait behind the people who are throwing down millions of dollars, it's going to take you a while to get your share of whatever is left. So that's, that's exactly what's happening with the poor countries in the, in the world. And that's why Biden is giving out all these, these vaccines. And, um, and so that's the story behind that. The interesting thing is that there are, we, we talked about the fact that we are closing in on 70% of the adult population being vaccinated in the United States. You have to parse that number out a little bit. The vast majority of those, those numbers are in states that are outside of the South. The South, Mississippi, um, Kentucky, not Kentucky, sorry. Um, I have Kentucky on the brain because my wife's talking about reunion and her family's from Kentucky. Um, the uh, Mississippi, Alabama, um, not Texas. Texas is not that bad, although not that great. Uh, but a lot of these southern states are lagging behind. I think Mississippi is 25% vaccinated. Come on, right? Like, so... It, it, so we're at so we're in this push and pull game, right? Where half of the country is, you know, getting on board and getting themselves vaccinated, and the other half of the country is like, I don't know, I don't know what's in that. Hold on, let me just, let me sip on this here moonshine. Yeah, I, I don't want to put that that stuff in my body. That's that that's poison. That 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 vaccine. Uh, you want some of this moonshine? What what about some of this this chewing tobacco? You want some of that? Okay, mm -hmm. I don't know. Everybody's gonna tweet at me right now about like <laughs> being pejorative to the South. But am I wrong? Did I tell a lie? No, that's what's happening. People are like all the people are becoming 
uh, amateur doctors and amateur uh, pharmaceutical workers and, um, and, and talking about the things that they're afraid of. But the logic train doesn't, that doesn't flow on that track, doesn't run on that track. I can understand if you are, if you are somebody who is, uh, I am anti-vaccine, I don't put any of that stuff in my body. But if you're, if you're drinking moonshine or if you're doing some of the, if you're consuming some of the stuff that, hap, that, that people consume in this country, especially in the South, then your argument is moot. Right. So as the other argument, oh, my God, I, I was in Union Square a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and if you look on my Instagram page, you'll see a picture of it. Uh, there was these there was these guys that looked like they were right out of deliverance uh, talking about do not put the vaccine. Don't the vaccine is um, they're making people sterile. They are um, they want to get everybody vaccinated because they, they want to track them. And, and I'm like, huh. You, you people are just uh, amazing. You think that this is the vaccine that they're using for that? Does everybody forget that almost everybody in this country has a measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine already in them? Uh, or, or virtually everybody, like the vast majority of the country, gets a flu vaccine every single year? If they wanted to use a vaccine to track people, this wouldn't be it. They've already done it. And number one, the people, who, and this is, you know, this is the, the common conversation. If they were trying to track you, this whole, right, there you go. Nay just posted what I was just about to say. If the people are posting about not wanting to be tracked from their phone, guess what? Your phone's a tracker, period. No matter what you do to it, the phone's a tracker, right? If you think that you are smarter than the people who are, sending rockets into 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 space and creating the internet then you are sorely mistaken i don't care what you do to your phone your phone's a tracker right uh the other day speaking of air conditioning um the air conditioning in this building uh, sorry in this attic was kind of wonky so i go downstairs and i say to say to my wife i was like hey listen do you think we need to get another air conditioning um and do you think that we should be able to, you know, we should buy another air conditioner for the attic? The very next day, I open up my Facebook and guess what's on my Facebook? Not not just ads for air conditioning, but a, a Facebook marketplace for air conditioning. Specifically for, you know how they show you what's in what's available in your area? For ads for air conditioning in my area coincidence highly unlikely all right so anyway so all of these arguments against the vaccine have become moot um and you really just got to figure out where you stand on this and but i just need your the arguments to be to sync up with the way that you're looking at your life right so like if you don't want poison in your body then don't put poison in your body don't, don't let this be the the hill that you die on no pun intended, the hill that you die on because you don't want to poison your body, but you drink, you know, Hennessy, right? Like, Hennessy is nasty. Hennessy is poison incarnate, right? So, anyway. Um, so, so that's, a, so that's the, 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 the long and short of why Biden is out here giving away 500 million uh, vaccines to the rest of the world. It's not because we want to track people in Indonesia or in Ghana or anything like that. It's because it's time to get back to normal. But that's another story altogether. Um, 
So after the G7, he's going to meet with Putin. And he, he met with uh, some of the Royal Army Air Force, uh, Royal Army Navy, or some of the British um, uh, military people yesterday. And he was talking about, I was like, when I see Putin, I'm going to tell him what I need to tell him. I swear to God. Joe Biden is your drunk uncle. You know, so like, yes, he speaks in complete sentences for the most part. But every now and again, he has these moments where he is that old cranky, you know, your uncle at the barbecue is like, when I see that Putin, I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. And that's exactly how he speaks sometimes. It's like, it's hilarious to hear it uh, because you know that he's a cranky old man at, at, at his core. At his core, Joe Biden's a cranky old man. His predecessor was a cranky old something. But at least Joe Biden can put together sentences. And, you know, and, and, and at least his wife is a, a doctor, has a doctorate. And, and we can say that we get complete sentences from the two of them. Uh, we, we, we dealt with four years of that, that's that uh, other stuff right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, said like definitely said says that was bar stool talk. It was absolutely. It, it's literally you know, two people sitting uh, sitting at the at the bar and talking about, yeah, you know, I, I I'm not gonna take no crap from uh, I'm not gonna take any crap from from uh, Putin over there. I'll, I'll tell him what I need to tell him. Well, well, we'll see what that is, and and because there he has to talk about the fact that these Russian hackers are real, right? He has to talk about the fact that. Um, when China, because China's passing legislation to counter all of the embargoes that America is putting on China right now. So I, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out exactly how that works. But like I'm reading through this stuff and trying to figure out exactly where China is going with this, because China is saying it's like, oh, well, you want to put an embargo on us? Here is the legislation that we're going to pass. And I'm like, I don't see how that works. Your, your laws don't affect us. But I'll, dr I'll drill down more probably talk a little bit more about that next week right um <laughs> caitlin says what a high bar right elected officials that can speak in complete sentences Woo! <laughs> right, right. um uh, my mother says that the reason that he talks like that sometimes is because he stuttered as a child no i his diction his his cadence is because he stuttered as a child what he says is because he is a grumpy old man that's not has nothing to do with stuttering. He's he the way he says the thing is because he used to stutter. What he says is because he's a grumpy old man. And I'm fine with him being a grumpy old man. We all knew he was a I mean people call him Uncle Joe all the time, right? So uh even even his predecessor used to call him Sleepy Joe because he's old. He's he's old and, and, and sometimes he is cranky. He reminds me of the uh the puppet from uh Jeff Oh my God! What is uh, he? He's a ventriloquist, and he he had peanuts and all of these other, and he had a cranky old man. That that uh what that that cranky old man puppet reminds me of Joe Biden, or vice versa. Joe Biden reminds me of the cranky old puppet. Anyway, so I'm really interested to see how this is gonna go. Um, Putin has had to deal. Funny, P did my mother just call me Uncle Hayden? You know. Every now and again, you, you see something that just throws you all the way off your game. Now, now I'm the crank, I'm the cranky old man. 
Thanks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, no run support. No, uh, Jeff Dunham. Right. Exactly. Um, that's the ventriloquist. Thank you for putting me back on on track, Caitlin. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Putin has had to deal with three different presidents, uh, which tells you something about um, the fact that how long he has been Russian prime minister, president, premier, like everything, right? Putin is just like, I'll just reinvent a, 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 a position and appoint myself as that position so I can stay in the, uh, so I can stay in, the, in, in power for, for much longer, right? Like Putin is, has been in power through Obama, through, um, uh, what, uh, through the, the 45, and now with Jeff Biden, Joe Biden, and right, so really trying to figure out how he's going to, you know, figure out what the relationship between him and Putin is going to be, uh, is going to be interesting to see. He's already called him a killer. Joe Biden flat out just came out and said, yeah, you know, he's a killer. He, he's a murderer. I was like, oh, okay, we're there, right? <laughs> like, them there's fighting words, and Putin likes to fight, so... And then Putin came back and was like, no, we wish Joe Biden good health. And we talked about that on the show. It's like, when the Russians wish you good health, it means something a little bit differently than when somebody from the South calls you, wishes you good health, right? They're like, it, it kind of, it's kind of like a death wish, right? So uh, we'll see how this plays out. We'll, we'll see what this, this, this summit is going to look like when he sits down with Putin. We'll talk about that a little bit more in... Um, and it, so Eris talking about Bloomberg extended his limits in, in, New, in New York. Here's the difference between Putin and Bloomberg. Bloomberg lobbied the people to be able to stay on longer in the same position. Putin created positions and then had the people who he wanted, um, the, that he wanted to run, take the positions that he left and had those people appoint him to the new positions. Like literally he has been manufacturing ways for him to stay in power. And then when the term limits were up on the old, on the new position that he created, he went back and ran for the position that he left the first time. It is like, you've got to look at the way that Russia is being run right now. It is, you might as well have the, the old czars or like do what China is doing. It is literally the exact same thing. Uh, Putin has manipulated the the government in the same you know to the point where it is almost impossible to get him out by any kind of democratic processes. And they're supposed to have a dem a, a, a democracy. They don't. They they don't. They they have a dictatorship. And they they but they just we're not calling it that right. Um, but yeah so. Uh, but yeah, looking at Russian, Russian politics, it, it is absolutely fascinating. Uh, the country is being run by an oligarchy, uh, and the oligarchs are literally in charge of everything. Uh, for a country who is supposed to be a communist country, it is being run in the, in the most capitalistic way that it could possibly done. Yes, he's absolutely playing chess in that country. Like every everybody else is afraid of him, and everybody is trying to not die, right? Because that's the other piece of it too. Uh, there is the belief that the people who dissent against Putin end up dead. There's a guy who is—I think he just left the hospital, 
his main opponent, they try to poison him. They try to poison him on a flight, leaving out of Russia because he, he's outspoken against, uh, against Putin, right? And they just got him back into the country, and he just left the hospital, and he's now back on, on, on home rest, right? So, and he's still talking about it. And so there's that conversation about the fact that the people who dissent against him um, end up dead. And that's not chess. That's dictatorship. If he was if he was at the point where he's just manipulating and, and trying to stay in power and so Bloomberg extending his, his term limits for me is chess, right? He lobbied the city council, he did enough things for enough districts in New York City that the people who were on the city council were on his side. So when the vote came up as to whether or not to extend his his um, uh, his mayorship he had everybody in his back pocket. That's chess. When you kill all the people who are dissenting against you, that's not chess. That's a dictatorship, right? There's a subtle difference in the two of those. Um, so that, so that's why it's it's hard for uh, Biden to come in and have this conversation because he is a dictatorship. Putin is. He is a dictator, uh, and uh, it's hard to have these conversations with somebody who is a dutifully elected dictator, right? Like, and, 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 and this is the conversation, this is the reason that um, a lot of the other uh, either emperors or dictators and stuff like that don't get to come to the, don't get to come to like the G7 and the NATO and the United Nations and all the rest of the stuff. But here Russia is, and everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. I'm sitting in Brooklyn. I'm in Brooklyn, Right. I don't have access to any kind of documents, and I know it, right? Everybody knows it. And, and so that's one of the, the harder things about negotiation, negotiating with, with Russia because it's a dictatorship, but it looks, it, it's masquerading as a democracy, right? So, so that's, that's what's going on with Biden. He's out there trying to save the world. Uh, meanwhile, Kamala Harris is in uh, Guatemala telling people don't come to the United States. And AOC is yelling at her, talking about uh, why you telling people to not seek asylum. And I was like, Democrats, y'all, y'all gotta get it together. Y'all are self-imploding. Y'all, y'all will do. Y'all are doing it to your own damn self. Y'all don't even need. The Republicans are sitting back going, "This is good. This is a." Uh, for those of you who are listening on Spotify, I'm eating popcorn. <laughs> um, yeah, this is this is good. Yeah, no, and it, y'all, they, they're doing it to self. We'll talk about the whole Kamala Harris telling people from Guatemala to not come to the United States and why that pissed off AOC. But we'll 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 get to that in a, in a second. We're coming down to the end of the show, and the, here's the thing that I have to talk about. Um, so last month, around this time, what is the thing that I told you? If you have not gone out. And gotten yourself a Mother's Day gift. You're already late, but don't get get caught with your pants down. Go out and get something right now. It was too late to order something, but you know it, there was enough time for you to go to the stores and get your, your the mother in your life, whether it is your mother or the mother of your children. Get us something nice, right? <sighs> so here we are. A month later and Father's Day is right around the corner and so 
Father's Day gets the crappy end of the stick every single year. Every single year. Like, first of all, we don't even get our own sale. You know, there's a Mother's Day sale for every, on, in every store. It's like, Mother's Day this, Mother's Day that, da da da. What do we get? We got dads and grads. That, those are the sales that we get, right? We get dads and grads. We get lumped in with the people who are graduating from college and high school. Those are the sales that we get, right? We don't even get our own sale. And, and, and does it matter? Kinda not. Kinda. But it just tells you how little Father's Day gets. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm never going to put myself up against a woman who who bore a child. Like, like mothers, y'all get it. I, I get it. But the fathers out there who are real fathers, who are out there doing the thing, um, doing their thing for their families and being real dads, we get we get the crappy end of the stick a lot. Um, I, I, I and I'm going to run, run this disclaimer, and I wish I had a scroll. Right, my family takes care of me for Father's Day. My family appreciates me as a father. I'm one of the lucky ones. I know that there are, but I know that there are plenty of fathers who get a crappy tie or a tool that they never really need um, or some other weird thing that, that people just come up with for Father's Day. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's really interesting. Like, so, like I said, we don't get our own sales. Um, we very, very rarely even get that kind of celebration. I'm just reminding you right now that Father's Day is coming up. It is next Sunday, right? And there are a lot of you who are going, oh, crap. I didn't even realize Father's Day was coming up. No shame, it's not your fault, right? Like, we literally get the crappy end of the stick. And and so, and I always wonder why, you know, why that is. Now, I, you know, I grew up in black neighborhoods and the knock on black neighborhoods is that the fathers weren't around and yada, yada, yada. So there, there, there are two things that we have to talk about here, number one. Number one, the father not being involved with the mother doesn't mean that the father isn't around. If I am taking care of my child and I show up when I when I need when I'm supposed to show up and I provide for my child, but I don't have a relationship with the mother, I am not a deadbeat dad. I, I'm that's not your your family is not a broken home. Your family has two people who don't get along with each other but have come together as a co-parent, right? That's different than a father not being there altogether. But very often, those two things get lumped in together. And we, I'm not going to get into this whole, um, I'm not going to get into this whole, uh, um, what do you, uh, uh, I'm not going to get into the, the, the whole thing about where, how, you know, women sometimes get bitter and, and preclude the children from talking to the, to the parents. I'm not getting into that. I'm just saying that. Their fathers, I've seen great fathers growing up. Were they with the mothers of that children? Not always, right? But because they, because you didn't grow up in a two-family home, that somehow gets discounted. And, I, and I'm here to tell you that if you had a man in your life that didn't necessarily, wasn't married to your wife, but you saw them and that person was there for you when you needed them to be there for you, you had a good father. And uh, sometimes they don't get that much credit, right? Um, Eris is talking about like what's suggested 
Father's Day gifts. Their father's on here. Like, uh, Austin is up in here. Uh, he can give you some suggestions. Sed is up in here. Um, you know, I, and, and I'll, I'll circle back to some of the same. But, the, 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 frankly, some of the same things that you would give to, you know, for mothers, work for fathers as well. Maybe not the flowers. Men tend to not want flowers, right? But, you get mother's jewelry. Get men some jewelry, right? Uh, you get mothers a spa day. I want a spa day, right? Um, like you get clothes for, uh, for your mother sometimes. Get your dad some clothes, right? That is not a tie, right? So, versus talking about real dad versus the father of the child, right? No, absolutely. There's a whole conversation behind that, right? I'm here to talk about the real dads, the dads that are the men that are real dads for their children. We they deserve to be taken care of. They deserve uh, to be cologne. You know, that's interesting. And, and brothers can chime in on it. I'm not a cologne person, right? I I have two bottles of cologne and I've had them for, gotta be almost 12, 13 years. They probably don't even, they're, they're not even good anymore, right? Because I don't go through them. I never use cologne. My natural musk is enough for for the world. So I don't use cologne very often. <laughs> anyway, but my point is, is that there are uh, there are thoughtful ways that you can think of that, right? Um, and so, if your dad is a griller and he would appreciate a whole new grill set, get him a whole new grill set, right? Uh, but think about what the man does, right? Think about what it would what's important to that man, and get him something that will um, that will enhance his life, right? Think about how he moves through this world and the thing that brings him joy right and and add to that that it's simple right it's it's really 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 simple and so uh caitlin said good alcohol food bake something cook dinner sometimes consumables make good gifts also experiences make good gifts sometimes it, it's not even about um what you actually physically tangible tangibly gave that person and this is mothers fathers birthdays christmas some all right experiences sometimes are, are, are better maybe your dad's a um a baseball guy right take him to a yankees game don't take him to the mets he'll just get frustrated right take him to a yankees game uh maybe your dad your dad is into basketball the nets are cleaning house with people and still have playoff tickets amazingly available Take them to a basketball game, right? Um, you know, uh, it, it's it, there. There are simple things that if you're a kid and you don't have a not, if you don't have a lot of money, um, and all your all the, your your dad wants is to sit down and binge watch all of Marvel one weekend, then do that with them, right? So, <laughs> Victoria says, "I'm mean to the Mets. The Mets are mean to their fans. How about that, right?" Um, but again, I, I'm saying all of this to say, be thoughtful to the men who are in your families who are doing their jobs as real dads. In the exact same way that we are thoughtful to the women who really are uh, killing it out there as mothers and, and, and show them the same amount of love. And again, here's the disclaimer. My family takes care of me during Father's Day. This is not a complaint. I, I, I love my family, and they do right by me, and I appreciate them. I'm just speaking in general on behalf of all real dads out there. Um, so, anyway, that's my time. 
I am getting ready to uh, go back out into this world and, and take on some cicadas. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't have cicadas up here yet. Uh, we'll probably, like my mom said, we'll probably get them sometime in the in the fall. But I am going to leave you with a question that we will come come back to next week. So next week when you come back, I want to hear your answers to this question. And the question that I saw on Facebook was, what is the funniest movie that you have ever seen? Now, I know what the best movie that I've ever seen. My favorite movie of all time is Usual Suspects, right? Um, I love that movie. I can watch that movie 1,500 times. What is the funniest movie that you have ever seen? Right? We'll come back to that. Yes. Cicadas in the fall in New York. We get cicadas in New York all the time. We don't actually see them. For some reason, they don't drop out of the trees in New York. But you hear them all the time. And and it's those those uh those that sound that go that sound, that's the cicadas, right? And we get them in New York all the time. We just don't have them this spring. Sometimes we get them in the fall. Victoria, you got you, you got to get here early. We talked about this earlier on. Anyway, um but think about what is the funniest movie that you have ever seen, right? And let's talk about that and and the, the role of humor in our lives uh, because we need to laugh in these times because if you don't like my grandmother used to say if you don't laugh you're gonna cry right this has been the greenhouse effect i am your host hayden green thank you for hanging out with me again this week and go out and be warm to another human see y'all later